Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm just going to say a few things to kick this off, and then uh, Rich will as well, and then we'll take uh, any questions you all have for as long as you want to chat. Um, so, number one, I want to thank you for a couple of things. Thank you for being here um, on a really busy day. I um, also want to take a minute, and as many media friends we have here in the audience, we want to thank you for your support for um, the NFL, for the, our franchise, for uh, helping communicate uh, the story to our fans throughout the year, uh, throughout the years. So I always want to show appreciation for that. That's uh, very sincere. Um, without the media, we uh, it's important for us to get our messages across to the fans, and it's important for the fans to hear from you as you see our results and interpret our results, and so you. You are our partners, so thank you very much for that. Um, these kind of decisions are never easy, um, and uh, particularly when you look at the personal side of things and with the coaches that uh, I've um, been connected with and rich over a longer period of time than myself, my 22 years as uh, your owner, um, it's very painful when you have to make a change like this. Um, there's a professional side of it and there's a personal side of it. So the personal side of it, uh, we look at someone like Coach Smith, um, you know, similar to Mike Smith, similar to Dan Quinn, similar to, you know, other folks we've, we've had relationships with. Um, this is an extraordinary human being uh, coming from an extraordinary family. Um, a really great person, a uh, great leader of men, a uh, great family guy, a uh, man of faith. Uh, the man who's committed to the NFL, the man who's had a rich history in sports, uh, who's had many options in his life, but has chosen to um, pursue being a professional coach. Um, and he's had a great track record for, uh, uh, for a relatively long period of time, given, given his age. Uh, so we have nothing but appreciation for Arthur and everything he brought to us and his efforts and, um, and his commitment by his family as well. Um, However, you know, at some point in time, um, we have to separate um, our personal respect, affection uh, for the head coach in this case um, versus results. And uh, there's no question that over the last three years um, that our results have not been what um, I've committed to our franchise, which has been having championships and uh, being competitive um, at the highest possible levels that we could achieve. 
Um, we haven't done that for three years. There's lots of subplots, substories, uh, which we could spend hours talking about, and most everybody in this room has either verbally expressed reviews on or written about, et cetera. So we could debate some of those things or discuss some of those things, but we are where we are. Um, search is underway. Uh, it'll be uh, co-chaired, co-led by myself and Rich, who's our CEO of the AMBSE and obviously got a long storied history as a general manager and senior football person, not only for the Atlanta Falcons, but really for the National Football League as well. Um, at the end of the day, I understand the final decision will be mine, but mine will be in collaboration with, uh, you know, with others. Uh, we, as I said initially, we've kind of begun the process, if you will. It doesn't take long to get going, um, so we're, we're moving. Um, but I also want to be clear on this, is that um, there is no timetable. The only timetable is to do this correctly. Uh, take our time, be thoughtful, uh, do all the interviews, uh, be respectful, make sure we have a full diverse uh, slate of candidates that we're considering uh, in every way, um, and uh, give each and every one of them an opportunity to express their vision for our football team, for our franchise, uh, for the roster, and uh, where, where we are and where we expect to go. Um, and. Um, We'll take as much time as we need to do that and do it correctly. Uh, so that means we, uh, and I think um, it's a good thing, as Rich, Rich and I have chatted about this more than once, and I serve on the DEI committee for the NFL and have been involved in a number of these changes. The NFL, by design, has kind of slowed the process down. There's multiple teams that are in playoffs now, that uh, there's different rules about when you can talk to each person. Rules when they can talk to them on the way to the bathroom, on the way from the bathroom. I mean, it's like a million different rules. You have to pay a tremendous amount of attention to them. I'm making a joke of it, but it's they're very serious and very well thought out to be uh, to make sure the coaches um, are are respected, their teams are respected, and their efforts being where they are are fully respected as well. And to make sure that all candidates uh, getting a fair opportunity uh, to uh, to compete for these unique opportunities. So we will pay all attention to those rules. We did last time, 2001, I think our search process that we went through with Coach Smith was uh, widely saluted and uh, supported at the league level as being kind of a model as to what they would like to see clubs do. I think we did it well. Um, we certainly had uh, hard factual reasons why we uh, selected Coach Smith. Um, so we will take our time and do it as well. Uh, so I am reminded as one uh, story. I still remember this with um, uh, Ambassador Rooney, uh, who's passed away now, Art Rooney's father, Dan Rooney, when we were doing a coach search 17 years ago. And he called me out of the blue and said, I just want you to feel, because we were way down the road and we hadn't selected a coach yet, and either had he. He said, you know, um, just, you know, take your time, do this correctly. You're going to hear it. You can't hire coordinators. You can't hire position coaches. Hire a head coach immediately, et cetera. He said, and they had taken forever, and the guy they selected was Mike Tomlin. So Mike has been obviously been a very successful head coach for them for 17 years, but I still remember that. So I said this to Rich last night, and I would say it to myself, everybody needs to breathe, including everybody in this room, and our fans need to as well. Uh, understand that um, we are all entitled to a good cry, uh, whether it be in a literal sense or emotionally, I get that, but um, nobody up here uh, nobody connected to our organization 
uh, has anything else but a full commitment to uh, getting us to the next level, getting us to a championship level, getting us to where we have committed uh, to our fan base that we wanted to be, and that's having an extraordinarily competitive team. Uh, so we'll do everything we can to invest in, in that. Uh, as always, we'll put all resources on the table. Uh, we have an incredible stadium. We have an incredible fan base uh, that for the last couple of years have been voted uh, number one in fan experience in the NFL in terms of the environment we've created. We want to make sure that uh, we thank the people in the stadium, but we mostly thank our fans who have brought that energy to the building, uh, despite results that have been something less than they wanted to see and, and that we've wanted to see. But I salute them and, uh, and attribute a lot of that success to them. So uh, with that, let me flip it over to Rich, and then we'll take as many questions as you all have. We're not in any rush. Um, you uh, be thoughtful about your questions. And, uh, uh, you know, outside of my golf game, any, any, any question is fair. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So I'll refer my golf game to the Rich or Zach, to you, one, one of the two of you. Oh, Mr. McKay? Yes, sir. Uh, so for me, um, you know, it's a hard day. Um, I'm the son of a coach, um, so I know the impact of decisions like this and what they mean. They mean uh, to the families, um, to all the people that are associated with, you know, trying to get us to the championship level. It is a, it's a very, you know, it's a very tough moment. Um, let me say to Arthur Smith and uh, what he did for us, um, you know, when he came in um, with he and Terry in, in 21, we were in a situation where the, um, you know, the franchise uh, had some, some veteran players that were on veteran contracts with a very, very challenged salary cap. And I give credit to both, um, you know, Terry and Arthur in that, you know, they spent two years retooling uh, our roster, uh, fixing our salary cap which really wasn't the function of, of mismanagement before, but a function of trying to keep a veteran team and taking a chance to win a championship and then having COVID come in and have the salary cap go down, which really kind of caught us. But that said, I give them a tremendous amount of credit. Um, Arthur is uh, a great uh, human being, a very collaborative head football coach, gave great vision to 
uh, our scouting department, and I think that allowed the retooling of the roster where I think we're in a good place. Um, we, we intend to win and compete at the highest levels in 2024. One of the reasons we made this move is that reason. Uh, and part of the reason we think we can do that is the work that Arthur and his staff did, uh, as did Terry and his staff. It was not easy. Um, this year, we did not achieve what we wanted to achieve. Um, and there are many factors around it. Uh, but for us, we have to look at the fans and say, are we, are we in a place where we think we can compete for a championship? Um, and are we going to be too patient uh, or not? And in this case, um, we felt like the change was necessary to make sure that we compete in 24 at the highest level. So um, I, you know, have a really good, I've, I've enjoyed my professional and personal relationship with Arthur. He's a, he, he did, as, as Arthur Blank just noted, you know, he started at the ground up. I mean, he was a GA or below GA that worked his way all the way up uh, to being a head football coach. And um, he, you know, he, he's a very respectful, very good guy in the building, very good relationship with his players. Um, but we need to always hold ourselves accountable to our fans. Um, and we need to try to put ourselves in a position to compete for championships. And, and that's, that's why we made this decision yep. at this time. Let me, uh, there's two other comments I want to add on. Um, one Rich alluded to, I want to be really clear on this. Um, you know, we've been around situations where um, the coach has lost, quote, the locker room. You've heard that, seen it, maybe experienced it here, maybe elsewhere you've read about it. Um, this coach never lost a locker room. Um, and I want to be clear on that. And it's a great credit to him, the other coaches, um, but it's also a tremendous credit to the players to the leadership that we had, uh, we have on this roster in that locker room, that the last play to the last day, they were fighting. Um, and uh, so I want to give them credit. Um, and our allegiance, our alliance, Rich alluded to, is to our fan base, but it's also to the players. Um, it's the players, it's not about the financial relationship between us and the players, but we owe it to the players to make certain that given their commitment to the game, emotionally, physically, energy, passion, everything that they do professionally, um, that we're giving them the best opportunity to win. And if it's anything less than that in any way, then we have to address that ourselves. So, you know, part of this is to honor our fan base, but part of it is to honor our players and make sure that they know that we will do anything and everything we can to give them the best opportunity to perform at the level that they need to perform to give us a chance to have championships in Atlanta. So uh, salute to the players and salute, salute to Arthur and his coaching staff for building that relationship with the players. Uh, it's very impressive. Um, not just a handful of players, a number have spoken out on his behalf, which is all accurate and honest and attributable to themselves. They weren't you know, position to speak up. They just spoke from their hearts. So uh, great kudos to um, to that whole group of players and that co coaching staff as well. So with that, let's take questions. David Bassett, you all know, will kind of share the question. You are listening live to Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, as they address the firing of Arthur Smith here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell, and uh, they are about to take some questions. You all um, shed some light and discuss uh, – 
how the meeting went last night, and then uh, if there'll be some parameters uh, on the uh, coaching search with the landscape that's out there now and the available candidates. Well, let me speak to the meeting last night. I think uh, we uh, met for, you know, I don't know, probably a few hours, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, and we, you know, we had a very respectful, thoughtful discussion about uh, the last three years, about each of the three years, about where we were as an as a organization, as a franchise, where the roster was. Um, we uh, talked about, you know, con considerations uh, that were on the table and just felt at the end of the day, and we spent some quiet time after we finished with Coach Smith deciding that uh, the right decision, all things considered, that we needed to move forward. Um, but it was very... Uh, like every meeting we've had with Coach Smith for the last three years has always been thoughtful, smart as heck, uh, caring, uh, kind, cares about the game, cares about winning, cares about the players, cares about our franchise, cares about Atlanta. Um, so uh, that's that's kind of the tone of the meeting. I'll let Rich talk about that. Yeah, I mean, as typical, you know, Arthur Smith, you know, he's very well organized, very well prepared. Uh, it was a great, you know, really good discussion. Uh, under emotional circumstances after a game and uh, in an end of a season, but it was you know it was very productive, it, you know, and, and it was the right it was the right thing for us to have that exchange, and uh, I was proud of him the way he handled it, and as he as he does almost all of that. Uh, it's hard not to notice that Terry Fontenot isn't here. A uh, couple different hmm. branches on that first. What's his role right now with the organization? Because it seemed like Arthur Smith and Fontenot had a 50-50 split on decision-making. And why is he not kind of up here, I guess, as part of this process, considering he's still your general manager, if he is still your general manager? So uh, Terry actually is here. Uh, so are a ton of other staff people that will be heavily involved in the search um, and heavily involved uh, in the decision as we go forward. Because they're physically not here doesn't mean they're not very well represented here. Uh, Terry um, was aware of the process we were going through. Uh, we sought out uh, Terry's opinion, opinion of other senior people in our organization as well. Um, and uh, so he's, you know, he's done an excellent job as our general manager. Um, our drafts, 2001, 2, and 3, 21, 22, 23, uh, have been good. Some have been a little better than others. Our, certainly a free agency, the investments we've made this year on the pro side of the ball have been outstanding in my in my view serious investments serious returns we've gotten from them um but terry is uh, is our general manager and will be heavily involved in the process going forward as will some other key people that we depend on in terms of their football operations and football knowledge which you want to yeah i would say michael i say yeah. today did i meet with terry 25 times yes probably uh yeah he's doing a lot of work the search listen we, we've got a lot to organize, and he and his and his people have to organize it. Um, Arthur's committee that he makes light of, the DEI committee that added just a few regulations, it, it's about a 25-page book that you've got to make sure that you comply with in in the processes. And you know, Terry and his group are going to go through all of that, go through all of the candidates, go through all of the research. They'll be sitting right at the table. So there's just a lot of work to be done. The, the, the other thing I would add um, to that, Michael, is that, you know, I mean, I'm one being facetious. I mean, Terry actually is here with us. I mean, he's not physically here with us. But, you know, 
if you were up at Flowery Branch today, uh, you've got uh, every single coach uh, and staff person is concerned about what does this mean for me, what does it mean for my family, what does it mean for my children, um, you know, we're already getting requests on uh, uh, can I talk to this coach or this coach, et cetera. So, you know, this is a, uh, a, um, a, I'm going to say a battle, it's not a battle, but it's a, uh, a challenge that has to be met on a number of fronts. So he's dealing with one front up there. Rich was up there earlier today. Probably spoke to Terry four times myself today. So uh, don't read anything into him not being here as other than he's our partner, he's our general manager. Uh, he will definitely be part of this process as we go forward. And we appreciate the work that he and his personnel department have done in the last three years. Uh, most people in this room and most people around the NFL would generally say that, you know, we've got a pretty darn good roster in a lot of areas, always room for improvement. Um, but uh, he and, and Arthur Smith together have put together that roster, so I give them credit for that and uh, with their whole staffs. Yeah, I think the structure, the intended structure would be that, Michael. It wouldn't be different than it is now between the head coach and, and the GM, depending upon who the head coach is. And, uh, that, you know, that I think one thing we're going to be very committed to is, you know, the head coach could be one that has head coaching experience, could be, I mean, there, there's not going to be a definition of, of this, you know, head coach. It's going to be left to the best candidate. Terry will play a part in, in that selection process for sure, a central part, and then we'll determine exactly how you do it between the coach and the general manager. What we did before is kind of the, the way a lot of teams are doing it, which is 50-50, you know, kind of one's got the draft and, and you know, one's got free agency, one's got the 53. There's a lot of ways to look at that between the GM and the coach, but um, Terry will be at that table. Yeah, I, he'll be incredibly involved. The only thing I would say uh, – to add on to what Rich said as well is that we made a we made a study in 2002 before Rich was was with us, which is hard to believe because it's been 20 years, I think, right? Rich? 20, yeah. Uh, but um, I was really interested when I became an owner in 2001, and we did this in 2002 with actually a GM that used to work for Rich uh, in Tampa, uh, helped do the study. The history of the NFL. What what were the attributes that made teams really successful over a long period of time? So the Short and long answer to your question, Michael, is that you need a general manager and a head coach that have the same vision for uh, the football team uh, the same way. Um, how you distribute it, um, if it comes down to um, power, you're, you're in a bad place. Um, the word power should never come into play. Uh, it shouldn't be measured necessarily. Uh, I do sort of believe in the Bill Parcells philosophy is that you're asking the coach to uh, – produce the wins and be responsible for the team record, et cetera, at the end of the day is that, you know, you've got to let them partially or significantly be responsible for helping, you know, prepare the, the recipe for the recipes that are going to require shopping and what have you for players. And if you ask Terry back the other day, he just gave me the same analogy. He said, my job is to help um, fill requirements that the coach and coaching staff believe we need to build a winning roster. So, uh, um, so we're looking for collaboration. There has to be collaboration between a general manager and a head coach. has to be respect, not always agreement. Uh, agreement uh, is not always a good thing. A respectful disagreement is important uh, in any institution, any organization, uh, et cetera. So uh, you want everybody to speak their minds. You want everybody to be listened to. 
um, at the end of the day, uh, hopefully you'll have the same vision and same focus, you'll be able to come to decisions that collaterally everybody agrees to. Collaboratively, I should say. Um, how do you guys feel about knowing you're not going to please everybody all the time, uh, certain, uh, certain members of the fan base feeling that the structure for the coaching search should be different, uh, maybe different people, different voices need to be heard more so this time around? Well, there are different voices that will be heard, right? Obviously, we have a different general manager now that we didn't have last time. We have different personnel people that will be in it. Um, we haven't decided on a search firm uh, whether we'll use one and who it'll be, but we very well may, and um, that gives you a different perspective. I think, Nick, it looks totally different today than it looked, you know, 10 years ago in head coaching searches in that the process is so much slower it, there's so much more time for research. There's so much more time for collaboration between a bunch of people to be able to um, get to an idea and, and, a, and a decision that I think that um, I, I hear them. Um, I would say that, you know, in Arthur's time, uh, you know, as an owner, you know, he's hired, I guess, five head coaches, three of which have winning records, two of which don't, one of which I can't sleep at night because he got hired. Um, I don't need to tell you who that is. Um, but, um, you know, those those three coaches with winning records were good football coaches. Two went to the NFC Championship, one went to, one won an NFC Championship and went to the Super Bowl. So, it, but the process has changed. And I, to your point, you need more people in it. There's, there needs to be um, more discussion about it. And I think having Terry and his personnel staff which now have a pretty good sense of our roster and what the vision was for the roster will help us as we begin to talk to coaches. No. The other thing I would say, Nick, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with the pickers. Uh, and I don't say that defensively at all as me being, you know, one of the pickers. Um, but um, Rich said it. I go back and look at our coaches that we selected, uh, starting with Coach Moore. Bobby Petrino, that's probably who Rich referred to. Uh, maybe. Um, maybe. Coach Quinn, uh, uh, Coach Smith, uh, all incredible human beings, um, great leaders, but also um, put up records that were important for us, the winning most coach in the history of the franchise, uh, coach who took us to the Super Bowl. I mean, I can go on and on. So um, our coaching selections, I think, have been good. Um, and I wouldn't argue that Coach Smith was a bad selection. Uh, based on the information that we had, based on his record in Tennessee, um, you know, personally, you know, leadership-wise, leader of men, et cetera, scale of 1 to 10, somewhere between a 20 and a 30, um, just an outstanding human being. Uh, why his offensive record at Tennessee didn't um, translate here over a three-year period, there's a lot, lots of stages to that, lots of phases to that, and understand it. But, uh, you know, that's, a, you know, that's a, a question. So I think that in every case, I would say this, um, that we get um, a greater understanding of what it takes to be a, a successful head coach in the National Football League. Um, and the challenges over time have changed. Um, years ago, and Rich could remember this, when I remembered buying the Falcons in 2001, we had one person in the marketing department, one person. And it was one person, senior officer, and an EA. That was it. Today, how, how many do we have today? <laughs> Too many? It was not too many. Yeah, how many I, I'm going to say we've got to have uh, 35, yeah. 40. Yeah. But it's, I mean, the business of the NFL and the business of being a head coach 
has changed. The number of people involved in, in media today, the channels of media today, the streaming, the distribution, the requirements on the head coach today are dramatically different and much more intense in a broader way than have ever been before. Go um, way, way back when, when Nick, you had hair and, and Rich had hair. I mean, it's a long know, time ago. A long Nick. time ago, but I mean, head football coach, the responsibility was this. Today, it's much broader, uh, and so you have to, you know, figure out how do you keep these distractions away from a head coach so they can focus on really what they're paid to do, which is to win games and win and win championships for the franchise. So I think we continue to. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com gone more knowledge um, and become wiser. So. You're listening to Arthur Blank, guys, exclusively here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell as we take in uh, the comments from Rich McKay and our owner, Arthur Blank, about the firing of Arthur Smith and where the franchise is headed. A two-hour meeting last night where he came in. Sounds like it was a back-and-forth conversation, almost like maybe he was lobbying to keep his job. Um, then you talked about separating afterwards from him. And then you decided to make the decision. So am I to is that suggest that you had not decided to fire Arthur Smith right away? Was there a process a few games ago where you started to think about it? And as of last night, does that mean that that was a conversation about how you could possibly keep him? And at the end of it, then you made the decision. How did how did it play out? I guess I didn't understand totally. Yeah. I would say number one, Steak, you probably spent too much time watching serial stuff on TV. Um, but uh, Beside that, all that, I mean, I don't think you come to a decision on this, speaking for me. Rich can talk for himself. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not, a, obviously it's not a snap decision. It's one that you, uh, 
you continue to, uh, uh, to, to ruminate on as the season goes on. Uh, you absorb things, you see things, um, how are we doing, how are we responding, uh, what's our record against winning teams, what's our record against losing teams. Our record against losing teams this year was uh, abysmal, honestly. Uh, and Coach would be the first to say that. Uh, lots of reasons, but we lost a bunch of games we probably should not have lost or didn't have to lose, if you will. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it was any, any, you know, any one thing. And it was not like one point in time where you, you know, press a button and decide. Um, at the end of the day, you have to do that, and we did it last night. But, you know, um, we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to, in a quiet way, um, several hours after the game, et cetera, to make sure we had a chance to listen to Coach Smith. Uh, we had a chance to share with him our observations and our feelings and why we felt the way we did. Um, and um, I think it's just a result of that, you know, of that process. You, you get to a point where you feel, and, I, and I've said this to several of the people, including Rich, I think, uh, you know, last night, on, uh, is that, you know, I feel, um, pained by the decision personally, but I actually feel at peace, truly at peace about making a decision on behalf of the franchise, on behalf of our fans, on behalf of ultimately our players, not just because of their personal devotion to him, but actually thinking about the future and our responsibility uh, to give them the best environment to create a winning championship team. So it's not, it's not one one particular moment in time. It's just kind of a gro growing equation that you go through and you go through and you balance and you rebalance and you balance and you think about you sleep over, you try to make up the sleep, doesn't work out well, but eventually you come to that decision. And then on your other side of the decision, do you feel at peace about it or don't you? And I feel completely at peace about the decision. Not for myself personally, yes, but beyond that, really for our fan base um, and for the people that, that we're connected to. I want to go back to um, why Terry is physically not in the room with you here because, I mean, gentlemen, look, words have to match actions and optically you have to understand what it says to everybody in this room and the fan base that Terry isn't here to answer the questions. And given the press, the press release last night where he has just input, if he's not the driving force behind hiring and firing, then it's fair to ask if his role is just somebody of a scout or player person or personnel director. I mean, the idea that he's not here doesn't sell it to many of us in this room and the fan base that, that Terry has authority to really pick his next head coach, which he didn't get the first time either. Well, let me just answer the first thing. Rich gave you the real answer, but he actually did have an opportunity the first time. Uh, just to be clear, and you may not know the facts, so well, let me just – Terry did not know Coach Smith at all. When we interviewed – we actually interviewed Coach Smith first before Terry Fontenot ever met him. Um, we hired Terry. Um, and then Terry helped participate in all the coaching interviews that we did at that time, including Coach Smith. So they had no prior connection, et cetera, and he was involved in that, et cetera. Not solely, obviously, but he was part of the team that helped make that decision. So we have nothing but respect for Terry personally as well as professionally and the staff that he's put together. So I want to just be, be clear on that. So, I mean, I, we can't have everybody here. Um, that we all have roles to do. I mean, if you were at Flowery Branch today, it's a version of a personal difficult circus up there today. So he's holding that fort down. He was up there this morning, and he's dealing with coaches, their concerns, their families, 
everything going on that's up there, which is very significant. It's not a handful of people. There's a ton of people in that building that we got to be thoughtful about. And I'm, I'm blessed having him there dealing with that while we're down here dealing with this. So, Rich, do you want to? Yeah, the other thing I would say to your question, fine question, but um, Arthur Smith did not report to Terry. And we didn't set it up that way. We didn't want it that way. We wanted a, a partnership where there could be a shared vision and, and get us um, what we thought we needed uh, on the personnel side. And I think we achieved it. Um, we have, we're definitely in a better place than we were three years ago based on their collaboration. Today, as we see it, we see the same setup. We don't see the coach reporting to Terry. Um, so, but Terry will have that same role as being in charge of personnel. Uh, so the, the idea was, and, and Michael asked the question, will it be a 50-50? That's our thought going in. Could change, but please don't take it that somehow Terry's role would be diminished. In no way, shape, or form would his role be diminished. Um, his role has still been to run the personnel department, which I think the record speaks for itself. And these it's been these gentlemen, good. they both, if you look at a traditional table of organization, they both report to Rich McKay. Um, and that we've been clear about that. So that, that hasn't changed, and kind of Rich represents Terry up here today. Again, we're trying to divide and conquer. Uh, and just be respectful of that, that we're trying to, you know, it's, it's nothing to do with Terry, I mean, honestly, personally. Um, and I, I really, I'm, I would just share again, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but if you end up with a debate between a coach and a general manager, who's got the 46, who's got the 53, who's got the plus 16, who's got this, who's got that. You really don't have uh, the kind of collaboration. Forget about, in my experience, business-wise and football-wise, but throughout the NFL and the history of the NFL, you really don't want to have that kind of measured, uh, this kind of relationship. You want this kind of relationship <coughs> between a coach and a general manager. If they don't see the world basically the same way the world is round not flat um, agree upon the number of oceans the number of continents etc you know they're gonna have different opinions about the different things and that's okay that's healthy in every organization truly but honestly um, you really want them to be you know having that kind of just free-flowing relationship respectful relationship and that's that's what we did have with coach Smith um, and I would say that's what Thomas had with uh, Mike Smith and Thomas had with uh, Coach Quinn as well. So uh, we'll continue to seek that. Uh, it's, it's really not, it's not this or this, it's really more this. How do you work together with the same vision for the franchise? And, and one more point I would make too is, is that when we made the change with Mike Smith, who would, had been incredibly successful, um, we chose to keep Thomas Dimitrov and keep him as the general manager. Mm -hmm. And then we hired Dan Quinn. We didn't have Dan report to Thomas. We, we set them up together. We did that with the idea that we thought that'd give us the best chance to win right away. And um, two years later, we were in the Super Bowl. We felt like that did serve us well because it didn't start with two new people in powerful positions, completely reexamining the roster and doing some things that maybe take us go backwards before we go forward. So that was kind of our thinking then, and it's, it's not too dissimilar to now. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think, you know, every head coach is going to have a little different perspective on the roster. I mean, um, we may grade every player or certain players at A's or B's, and they may grade them in a B versus an A. So, I mean, that, that input's going to be important from wherever the new head coach is. Um, but it's also important um, in terms of personnel 
to have that kind of connection, to understand the history um, and actually share the experience of how this player is over time, what their transition has been into the league, what kind of how coachable are they, have they performed at this level, all of that, Terry and his staff, and it's really his staff as well, are able to help work uh, productively with a new head coach to get the kind of results we're looking for sooner, as Rich said, rather than later, as I think we went through with Thomas and Coach Quinn. You guys mentioned the first two years here, um, basically complete roster turnover, all the cap issues you had. One can make the argument that seven wins he, he overachieved with that issue at hand. You mentioned he didn't lose the locker room. So was his downfall putting all his eggs in the Desmond Ritter basket? Or at one point, did he ask to get another quarterback? And if so, who prevented that? Uh, so okay, so let's go to the quarterback discussion. Um, I would say uh, no. I don't. I know of no discussion where there was, um, you know, a quote ask for another quarterback. I would assure you that um, uh, Terry and Arthur talked through a lot with respect to the quarterback position, whether it be draft or whether it be veteran, uh, free agent, um, or trade. Uh, and I, I, I could be wrong, but I know of nothing that I'm sure they. Might have talked about it over a beer, but I know nothing that got to a formal discussion point. I think the the idea with Desmond was uh, they drafted uh, Desmond third round. They had seen him. Uh, they liked what they saw. They saw the progress during all the practices during the 22 season, uh, played four games, and, and they made the decision that that was the best path uh, to try to win this year. Um, it, it didn't work out for a number of reasons, but let's not just say it was it was Desmond. Um, but I don't I don't think there was a disagreement over the position. Um, I think that uh, they you know they they made most decisions. I mean, listen, they work together like GMs and coaches are supposed to work. We're not there; they're just off working it, and then they come back and report on what they're mm -hmm. going to do. But I felt like their relationship, their communication, and their results were were pretty good. Um, and to me, this is a unique situation for me because in many of these, you hear this phrase, direction, right? Oh, we got to change direction. There's, that's a classic phrase in a, in a situation like this. I, I, don't, I think we like the direction of the team and of the franchise, but I think we need results, and we need results sooner rather than later, and we felt like that was what we needed. That's what we needed to do right now to make that happen. Zach, let me uh, add on to a little bit what Rich, just to kind of reinforce Rich said, now, I would take it a step further. There was never a capital N-E-V-E-R, I, I think I could still spell, at least that word I can. I think you're right. Uh, there, there was never any discussion about any other quarterback path other than the one that Coach Smith and Terry, and we supported, but they chose to take. Um, and this is not to def defend uh, either Taylor uh, or Dez, but our quarterback play this year was clearly deficient. But quarterback play includes, you know, scheme, play calling, other players. You know, there's a lot of things that go into what makes a quarterback successful or not. And how you transition a quarterback into the NFL with the level of complexity um, of plays you put in front of them and whether it matches where they are in their career path. There's a million things that go into it. That's all I'm what I'm going to suggest is that, you know, I've learned a lot in 22 years, and that's one of the things. It says, so it's not just the player. It's um, the coach, the coaching, 
many of these young men today in all positions come in the NFL today, they are diamonds in the rough, um, but they need to be polished um, and polished by uh, a great coaching staff. Um, and uh, so, I mean, Desmond, uh, I'd say Desmond would say the same thing. Taylor would say the same thing. It wasn't the kind of years that they, they hope to have personally, obviously for the club as well. Um, they'll continue to work on their crafts and continue to get better. Uh, and uh, who knows what the future will hold for Desmond. Um, bright young man, committed, uh, team leader, athletic. Um, obviously not the kind of year that he wanted, not the kind of year we wanted. And Taylor Heineke uh, had a different track record uh, elsewhere and uh, played through a number of injuries this year. And uh, so we'll see. But, I mean, I, I don't – I mean – we, I know that I did, and I know that Mr. McKay did as well, uh, that any option that the coach ever wanted relative to whether it be quarterback or any other position was completely supported by all of us 1,000%, 1,000%, without any equivocation. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.